Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the world. This is your boy Jeff and this is episode number six. This week I have a very special guest, Mr. Cameron Hawkins, and I'm going to let him tell you what it is that he does and how you can get in contact with him and everything that he does. So go ahead and take it away, Cam. This is always like this is the part that I hate to do because you sit, you sit back and look at it and you realize like, wow, where does the time go? Like, when do I find time to do anything? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Cameron Hawkins. Um, I am the host of the South Congress podcast, which you can find on just about every podcast network. Um, your iTunes, your SoundCloud, your Spotify. Um, and it's South Congress with a K. Um, I'm the co-host of the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast, um, which you can listen to every Wednesday evening, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central. Um, it's a call-in show hosted by Travis Bryant. I'm talking about the week in wrestling every single week, um, every Wednesday evening. Um, I am a regular contributor to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcast. If you listen to it the next day or the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post show, if you listen in that night. Um, and it's typically every Monday and Tuesday night after Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. I'm typically going over the actual event, um, taking emails and calls and talking to a live caller on site. Um, you know, outside of that, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Seahawk. It's C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Um, yeah, you know, podcasting, YouTube, um, a little bit of everything, really. You can find me on all kind of stuff. Um, I'm in an upcoming web series called The Bards. It's a modern-day take on some Shakespeare sonnets. I believe that's going to be out um, later this year. Um I was an actor in Neck of the Uber Driver, a YouTube series about um, a Harvard grad who ends up being an Uber driver and has to break it to her family. Um, I was one of the passengers, and that's on uh, YouTube and a few different networks. So, yeah, a um, little bit of everything. He does a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, I and it's great, too, that you do a lot because I'm going to tell you something. Without you, this show wouldn't exist. That no, kind I, I definitely take – credit for um for this show i think we're gonna get into that but i, I take all the credit for this i yes. absolutely do <laughs> yes <laughs> so i guess what we want to we want to talk about just our journey through podcasting and being black and just doing this podcasting thing and how how it is for us let me ask you uh how did you come with the idea or how did you get started with you know the south congress so you know i went to a uh, university of texas at austin um, started off as an RTF comm major, ended up doing English. And coming out of college, like I really just wanted to write. Um, you know, we started South Congress as a blog, just talking about the things going on in the world. And the, um, you know, the Mike Brown incident happened in Ferguson. And, you know, it, it's not nothing to the level of like Dr. Strange or anything, but like my hands wouldn't type words anymore. As far as like editorials or think pieces, I, I couldn't do it because um, I couldn't sit still long enough to put those words down. Like I, I was too emotional. So um, that's when we kind of flipped it over to podcasting. Um, it's just a faster way to get the information out. Um, to me, at least the way that I put information out, it felt more authentic. Um, it was less 
hitting the backspace and retyping what you're saying. You just put the information out and people are going to digest it how they do. Um, a buddy of mine from high school, a guy I really didn't click with but played ball with, um, we ended up meeting up again here in Austin. We grew up in San Antonio. Um, we ended up meeting up again and decided to go get like a, a lunch early dinner one day. And it was at my favorite restaurant, Doc's, on um, South Congress Avenue in Austin. And just from there, Jeff, it was kind of, to me, it signaled like this new era of understanding and growth with somebody I never thought I'd be friends with. And that was the first time I considered myself like a real adult. And so the name South Congress just uh, really stuck from there. And, you know, it's 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 become many things. Um a podcast, uh, sometimes a YouTube series, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, that was kind of the genesis of it all. And with that, I, you know, I can go on back to saying what I was saying that for me, it was basically I wanted to do something, but I knew I didn't really want to write. I tried writing and I think I had gotten kind of, I said, Hey, how about if I write for you? And you were like, yeah, you know, just shoot me something. I think this is when you, you know, I think this is the tail end when you had South Congress. Mm-hmm. And I tried to write, sat down and write. So I was like, yeah, it's just not coming together. Like I want it. And then more, the more and more I thought, the more and more I started listening to more and more podcasts and actually finding out people that, you know, look like me and sound like me. It was like, yeah, podcasting is going to be the wave. But, I think I was very nervous because it's a thing of putting your voice out there and for everybody to hear. And like I was telling um, my wife when I initially did the first episode, it really messed me up because I was just like, it's not good. I don't like it. Why did I do this? And I was like beating myself up. But then on the same next maybe the next day, I was like, OK, I, I need it. I can do better. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the second episode. Or whatever, because I'm trying to grow with myself as far as getting my voice. I want to find out what exactly is going to be my voice for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just, again, I really have to thank you because that conversation uh, last year was great for me because it made me see, you know, just go it, just do it. Because I had the, you know, I had the equipment at the time, you know, my laptop, old laptop had went out on me, but eventually I got another laptop and I was like, okay, I can do this. And the support you gave me and the encouragement you gave me really mean a lot. I don't know if you knew that, but it really did because I, like I said, I needed to hear that in that moment. So anytime anybody hears Jeff versus the world, y'all can say, Hey, if you like the episode, thank Cameron. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, you've known me for, you know, when we met up, it was, it was almost a year ago, but we've known each other for a while, well before that. And, you know, I'm always trying something new. You know, I'm always like I, one second I want to do a podcast and then I want to shoot a podcast and then I want to go and act and then I want to make a t-shirt. Like, so it's always kind of something with me. Um, a big thing, um, a big reason why I started you, me and wrestling, um, and to anybody who doesn't know, it was, um, a show that I had on the pro wrestling torch VIP network for a while. A big reason that I wanted to do that show is because, like, one, I, I do think that the space needs more voices. 
um, and not just pro wrestling. Like 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 podcasting needs more voices because like unabashedly, like I come out and say like this is a space that's mostly a bunch of white guys, and like I, I was like a huge Adam Carolla fan like back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, eventually that all kind of starts to sound the same. So I said, well, what if I start a show where it's 50% of it is the fan, like 50% of the show is not just like a, like a calling show. Like I have been doing, damn Jeff, I've been doing a call that calling show almost what, seven years, I guess, almost 10 years, something like that. Close. And it's one thing I have to credit Travis for. Um, instead of having a thing where you call in, you ask the question real quick and you get them off the phone. Travis really did have individual 15 minute conversations with these callers. Right. Right. So I was like, well, I want to do something like that, but I want to pick these people's brains. I want to know why they're mad about X, Y, and Z in wrestling. I want to know why they love X, Y, and Z in wrestling. And what I found out really quickly, Jeff, and all due respect to everybody that's been on that show, everybody's not supposed to be talking. Like they're not. Everybody is not supposed to sit down for an hour and spill their thoughts on a subject, which is why you have so many people on Twitter who don't show, who don't show their faces. That's why that exists. But when I had you on the show and you were if not the first one, you were in the first 3, I told you as soon as we were done, I was like, "Yo, like you should do more of this." And one thing about you though, it did take a little bit of prying during the ep- episode to get the ideas out and i think once we got to like ring of honor and really started talking about it you had so much information and like so much insight on that period of time and i was like like i told you afterward like you talking about a subject that you're interested in is something you're very good at and so that flipped to our conversation in new york and at the time and i want to know how you feel about this like not that not to hijack your show but at the time you know i was in a very frustrated place creatively like like very much so because uh me and travis's ideas creatively are very different like we want to do different things um and i was like spilling my guts to you about all the issues that i had and immediately after faye was like she was like should you have been telling him all that and I was like, yo, like you and Faye, who is um, a genius and super successful and very meticulous and has all these great ideas. Faye's not a creative in the production aspect of things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think what she saw as me bashing a friend was really me like trying to express to somebody who wants to do this that you are going to get frustrated and you are going to want and want and want and want, and it's not going to be there right away. And just like you said, after that first episode, you have to push through it. Like you have to, yeah. because the moment that you stop for whatever reason, um, it becomes that much harder to get back into. Like peanut and I, um, doing the mainline South Congress show, we, We've done three shows in five weeks because of family stuff, because information wasn't popping off like that. But each week that we didn't do something, I put something new out, like something different or we didn't interview somebody or did a brand new show because like you 
it's very easy to look at the landscape of this and say, this thing isn't working for me. I'm not getting the feedback I want. I'm not confident in this thing that I made. It doesn't matter. You got to keep making stuff. Have to. Yeah. And I learned that, um, I think it was like week four or week five. At the time, I didn't have anything. But I was like, I just need to get on the microphone and talk. So mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was an episode maybe like 16 minutes, 15 minutes, where I'm just talking about what I'm going through as far as the podcast or whatever. Because now I'm starting to be more comfortable behind the microphone. At first, it, was, it wasn't normal to me. It was really, you know, just like, what am I doing? And I always am listening to what I'm saying. So I may stumble over my words or I may get frustrated with what I'm saying. And then sometimes I know for myself that I get very excited about what I'm saying and I'm moving you know, my words are coming out too fast. And that's just things I know I have to work on. And that's just a process. But I just feel I feel really good now because I can see the changes. And I actually went back and I, I hated it. But I went back and listened to the first episode with me and Shahid. Uh-huh. I still hate the episode, but I understand the things that I were doing and the corrections I need to make. And I can see, like, with you on the phone now, I'm starting to be more comfortable just having another person, you know, be able to bounce off a person with the show. Um, But by myself, I think I'm getting better as well, too. Like I said, it just takes more reps because I was always nervous of saying the wrong thing or Uh maybe not saying the wrong thing, but just coming off like an idiot. And that's one thing you don't want to come off as, as an idiot or someone who don't know what they're talking about. Hmm. One thing that's good, too, is that and and I I envy you a little bit for this. Like, granted, you weren't there when me, Shahid and Josh took the picture in Miami and sent it to Travis. And then we all met next year because that's a legit uh, guy. Gosh, what is that? WrestleMania twenty seven. When was when was Rock uh, Cena one? Was that twenty seven or twenty eight? I think twenty seven, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So so whenever it was, that was that was almost a decade ago. And so, you know, at that point, Travis and Dre had had the show for a few years already. Um, you know, and then you go to WrestleMania. I don't know. I was like. We always judge time and dates by the WrestleMania that year, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you go forward a few years, you know, I'm – me, Trav, and Rich are all in rotation at the torch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Trav has his own show. Rich has a call-in show on Saturday. Like, I run the uh, torch Instagram, and we all rotate on, like, the big show. So, you know, last uh, month, Rich and I have both hosted uh, Bruce Mitchell audio show. So it's kind of a thing where you're lucky enough and, and, and not luck, you know, because because we're actual friends. Yeah. But you came in when you already have friends who are in position to. We've had the hardest critiques already. You know what I mean? Like we, I, Rich and uh, Travis are better than me because they don't vanity search themselves. I have to vanity search myself because people are too nice to me. <laughs> like I get too much positive feedback on things um, from outside, like by immediate circle. Mm-hmm. So I do the vanity search. I was up, uh, I think 
Tuesday night, Jeff, and I read a review of Wade's podcast, and there are 500-plus reviews. There's one review that has my name in it, and do you know what it says? (laughs) It says, Cam from the East Coast cast is unlistenable. (laughs) Genuinely. And I was like, you know, I looked at it, and it was like, if there wasn't a lot of positive feedback, that would be rough. But I remember that, you know, I'm getting called to help with this. I'm getting asked to be on this show. I'm, they reach out to me, like people who do not need to reach out to me, um, you know, to, to have me as their number two, or in some cases actually run point on their shows. And so, like Jeff, I pray that you get to the point of notoriety that somebody tells you you're unlistenable because the next week or two days later, somebody's going to ask you to be on their show and you're going to snap out of it. (laughs) But it it, it was, I mean, the world that we live in um, being, you know, the East coast cast guys, Jeff, it's a different animal. Like you said, you started to hear people like us, on shows talking about the things that we talk about. Like think about those flash episodes where Trav and I would be talking and I'd make like an obscure reference to an album from 2002. And you would hit me and be like, Oh yeah, I caught that. And then we, you know, we could laugh about that. But on the flip side of what we do, like there are people who don't get us. And I mean, when I say don't get us, the three of us choose to be in a space that's typically 45-year-old white guys. And they have no idea why we say the things we say or where we pick them up from. And so flip over to a South Congress or flip over to a Jeff versus the world. And it's great because you're kind of back in your wheelhouse. But whew, it can um, – Jeff, when you get that first – bad review or reaction either revisit this or reach out to to, to one of your brothers in the game because we'll tell you about some bad reactions uh, and you'll find how easy it is to go on to the next episode because it can get really bad but it also gets really good you know surprisingly i already had my bad review tell me <laughs> say it say it because so, putting it out there in the world saying it out loud so, it makes it a lot easier so i had shared it in a wrestling group that and, and you know i felt comfortable in the group i was like you know what go i'm gonna go ahead and do it so i just put it in the wrestling um group on facebook and the guy did he dm me i think he dm me or something i can't remember how he got in contact with me but basically you know i was talking about the the whole sasha banks thing so he mm-hmm. told me, I didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, you sound unknowledgeable and you sound like somebody who's just a fan of Sasha Banks. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, wow. So, you know, I left it as that. I mean, you know, I just said, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Then it, it kept going. Like he kept saying stuff and then it got to like. I was being nice about it, you know, okay, that's how he mm-hmm. felt. Maybe I did say, you know, I don't, I wasn't sure because like you, I don't go back and listen to stuff too much. Mm-hmm. So then I got called in words and all types of stuff. And it was just like, wonderful. I said, well, you know, I'm just going to leave this group all together because it's not that important. And it was just like, it was just really weird, but I didn't care because 
I had so much positive off that show. Even uh-huh. if people didn't agree with what I was saying, like I said, I could be right, I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. You know, it didn't matter what he said. So that was just like my yeah. my first one. No, I like when we were doing the WrestleMania preview show, um, I made a kind of a mashup of Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. And it was like a, a quick two minute video in black and white. And it was their WWE debuts. Um, so Becky was NXT. Kofi was uh, uh, the new ECW. It was their entrances, their first wins, um, their first title matches, their first wins. Um, the moment that got them their opportunity at WrestleMania. And it was set to uh, Kanye and Ross's Devil in a New Dress. And so I put it up in uh, Squared Circle Reddit. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is the mistake um, that some advice I would give you. And when I say advice, it's not something you have to follow, but you have to be aware of the stigma attached. If I had put that video up and didn't say it was something I was working on for the torch, it would have gotten a different reaction than if I said I didn't because I've put up, um, you know, for like a year, I was heavy into the Photoshop and I was making all kinds of wrestling stuff and posters and edits and all that. Whenever I put one up that didn't have any torch branding on it, it would instantly get hundreds of upvotes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Put the same artwork or similar artwork up and have PW Torch on it, nobody reacts to it. When I put that video up, the first comment was, well, this is the worst video I've ever seen, but it's about what I'd expect from the Torch. Wow. You know, and in the same vein, somebody was like, well, this is like weird music, but the video is cool. And so serving more than one master being a black guy who works for a white guy's wrestling site <laughs> it is it's it's difficult and then like a uh, cult of kayfabe um the facebook group like i'll put an article or something in there um and the conversation will go one way and then i say cameron from the torch and the conversation goes the other way and so as you do this like I would say, pick and choose when you're going to wear what you represent. Because like you and I are probably going to do something in the near future torch related, right? Mm-hmm. If we do that, you might just want to say, I'm on a show. If you put that out there in the world. Instead of saying, I'm on this pro wrestling torch show, which people have a problem with because the torch is left-leaning and opinionated. And so that's the hardest thing not to take personally. Your affiliations, um, because again, this is something you came into while you already have a few buddies with stake in the game. The affiliations are great when you're trying to get somewhere, 
they're not so great when you're trying to show something. Yeah. You know, and I've noticed uh, certain comments about the torch and I've just, you know, just having, you know, people that I know, friends that's involved with it, it's just like, eh, okay. You know, people are entitled to their opinion, but then I just see people going overboard with it, like the whole Jim Cornette thing, but whatever with that. So Yeah, and that's, and, and for me personally, like, it, it's, I've told, like, I've told Bruce Mitchell this, like, a, a big reason that I can talk the way I talk, you know, that I podcast, that I want to do like long form information and really want to break down why things work the way they do is because of him. And he is the right kind of passive. Like he's journalist passive. He lets a lot roll off his back and he continues to do the work and be really good at the work. Me, I want to punch somebody in the mouth more often than not. Mm -hmm. And I've threatened to punch people in the mouth and what I've found is when you threaten to punch people in the mouth, they they tend to clam up a little bit, especially in like in wrestling instances. But um, at the end of the day, it's also like the torch is not my business. It's not my baby. And so when I realize like I have to cool off because I can't go around trying to knock people's heads off. You know what I mean? But that's it. when people. And this is another thing, Jeff. When people attack the torch, they're like, oh, I wonder what the dirt sheets are saying or these guys don't know anything. When it's people who follow me on Twitter, like, I don't think they understand what they're doing. Like, you're attacking me. And you, you know something, <laughs> you know something, Cam? I got to say something. I think I have said dirt sheets. I think I said it on two shows. I think I, think I said it on the two wrestling shows. And I heard what you said yesterday about it. And I was like, wow, I never even thought about that because I'm in my head. I'm hoping you, you know, you guys thinking I'm not talking about you guys. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, at wrestling WCW, man. Well, you know, what I'm saying? The, those those are the people I'm yeah. talking about. But I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I don't mean I'm certainly not addressing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way yeah. that you speak. Absolutely not. Um. It, it's just like it's weird for somebody to follow me and go at Wade's neck. It's weird for somebody to instigate somebody who follows me to instigate a beef between Jim Cornette and Bruce Mitchell. Because when Bruce, like when when Jim Cornette comes out and is like everybody at the torch is an asshole, I'm like, well, you're you're calling me an asshole, and you don't know me. And I don't play the name calling game. And like, <laughs> I, I have to remind people of that, Jeff, because uh, often too, I'm like, well, look, like, and it, it's funny, not a lot of people know this. And, and this isn't like a, a super secret insider thing, but like, I don't play the name calling game and I don't play the mom game because I don't, I don't talk about anybody's mother and I don't call anybody a name that I wouldn't meet in the street. Like, I'm a, I feel like that's always something that you're risking, like, every single time. And, like, Bruce and I had um, a, a disagreement over a, a conversation about mothers. <laughs> and, and, but we worked through it because there's a mutual respect there, and I understand that we come from different worlds. Like, I, I get that. But 
like you and you you're I, I'm, not, I'm not calling you a nice guy to, to belittle you what i mean is i think you are very good at letting things roll off your back because you see the bigger picture with a lot of this stuff i'm telling you now i i, I be prepared to do that a lot <laughs> because it's coming because there are people and, and especially because you are a wrestling fan so wrestling people follow you so you're in wrestling conversations wrestling fans are the most carelessly opinionated group of people online i've ever seen wow wow they are. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> i'm learning i am learning yeah, you're seeing it so <laughs> like they, they talk about the way they talk about strangers is crazy and you're going to have your core fans who rock with you you're going to have people who tune in and out that are strangers who think it's okay to be familiar and so just um go ahead and start a swear jar now and you'll be rich in a year and you know i remember you saying that i remember i remember that conversation when you were saying that in new New york i was like oh okay you know i'll never know how that feels (laughs) and wow like it's very and i understand what you and i think you and travis talked about it one time it's weird i'm I'm nowhere near where you or rich or you know travis nobody is i'm just starting this out but i can just tell that it's weird because some people have got familiar and i'm just like what and i'm you know i'm I'm just very I'm, i'm very nice about it i'm very I'm not trying to rock the boat or I'm not trying to act like, but it's like, I, I'm not used to it. You know what I mean? I just got something I'm not used to it yet. So certain things just rub me weird right now. So I can totally understand where you guys be coming from a lot when you say sometimes people get familiar and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, and, and the thing, one thing why, one reason why it's probably never going to be as bad for you as it is for us. Travis is very loose with his mouth very loose with his mouth like and it's funny because and again this isn't like a knock on travis but travis is what i call like a pacifist like travis is not going to like instigate violence he doesn't want violence and and that's how you should be like Mm -hmm. i want to make sure i say that um but Travis will call you every name in the book like it's funny we're talking about people being familiar travis is very familiar (laughs) travis will call you every name in the book but the thing is like when he does that you know i'm a lot of times like on his shoulder and so me who doesn't want to be called anything hanging with the guy who will call somebody else every name in the book it leads to conflict every now and again like i think the first time they came to austin um like just on a visit um i had to press some guy in a bar for being too familiar and like, imagine like you meet all your Twitter friends for the first time, and then your little buddy Cam is like <laughs> pulling up to a guy in a bar. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. We're, we're, yeah, pe- people are just um, when you when you have a wave, even if it's a small wave, people find ways to ride it, and most times it's positive. Sometimes it is negative. Yeah, and you know, because I'm, and I, you know. I even know myself, like, I get in on the jokes uh, with you sometimes about the thought and stuff. I like, I was like, it's light or whatever and stuff. But then I just seeing other people do it, and I'm like, uh, let me back out of this. Yeah. yeah, it's, then, uh, yeah let me Typically, everybody who does it is is pretty familiar. And, and it's 
90% of the time, it is in good fun. Like, it really is. And, um, like, I, I, I get a kick out of it because, I, again, I, I'm America's little brother. Like, no matter how old I get. And that's how people are going to treat me, and I'm okay with that. Like, every once in a while, you got to pull somebody aside and be like, look, we cool, but we not that cool. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I sometimes I'm just like, okay, I don't know how cool this person is with Cam, so I'm just going to fall back and let them have it. I'm out of it, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, like I said, I did two wrestling shows and the other shows were, like, reviews and stuff like that. There's a real, real, like, a difference as far as the people that listen to the wrestling side and to your, maybe your different stuff, like your movie reviews, which mm-hmm. that's basically what I've been doing. I've noticed the, the difference in that because everything wrestling, everybody has been very opinionated. Uh-huh. It's very and very strong opinionated. It's either, you know, A or B, there's nothing else or we can't even like talk it out because I love having, you know, Twitter conversations or Facebook conversations about certain things that I've said and somebody uh-huh. saying, well, I think different. Well, let me see your side because I may be wrong or we just may we may we may be both be right, but just saying it in a different ways. So it's interesting. I, I've I've learned that and I I think I'm learning how to navigate around you know in those waters too because the review shows as far as movies and stuff those are light you know those are Uh real easy to do and i think i made the first one you know the captain marvel one harder than it should have been but the last one with me and rich uh i you know that was that was easy because i just enjoyed the movie so much that it was just an easy show and rich is rich was just the easy person to talk to he just had he's you know he told me he said i got three sheets of paper whatever you want to do let's do and you are another. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't pick out the smartest guy in the room to, to help you. Way to go. Man. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Man. No, he's he's a great um, he's a great asset to have. Like I um, whenever I'm on anybody's show wrestling or comic or anything related, like I gush over Rich um, because Rich is the person who should not have time to do any of these things like Rich, full time husband, full time dad, um, you know big deal at pit hosts his own show i don't know when rich sleeps but he is um the closest thing to a hero that i have that that i know personally rich is amazing um the the thing i'd say though like just with wrestling you you know brock lesnar guy right yeah i'm i'm I'm, you know i'm fine whatever yeah so so brock lesnar guy um, if you remember his his Twitter profile from a while back, yeah, yeah, um, I when, do, I do now, I do now. Yeah, yeah he was saying, um, you know, still trying to find my or trying to find my place in the business, right? Mm-hmm. A guy who I don't think has any tape of him wrestling. Um, haven't seen him manage anybody, but d- didn't go to anybody's wrestling school, but wants to find his place in the business, and. A lot of people are looking for that, Jeff. Like, I've seen people flip their Twitter accounts into being an announcer for a wrestling company. Like, I've watched that happen. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. On the flip side, um, okay, this is, this is why everything's funny. So, like, I run the Torch IG, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say every wrestler, but a lot of wrestlers and ring announcers 
and managers who aren't in WWE have reached out, whether it's via DM or <laughs> tagging like us in a post or something like that. And I'm like, yo, I like I, I see the game. Like I, I, I see what's going on here. And so it's still the Wild West, Jeff. Like everybody thinks that they're a tweet away or a podcast away from being Dave Meltzer. Oh, wow. They really think that. And they think that the way to accomplish that is to be Vince Russo. Is to say, everybody's getting worked except me. Here's why you're wrong. Subscribe to my channel. That's really the game. And so if you treat it like the Wild West, and I'm not saying you go out there running guns a-blazing, but you mind yours, you plow your field, and you don't give attention to the loud mouth in the bar. When you navigate it like that, it's a lot clearer. Because everybody's like that guy. They're looking for their place in the business. Nobody wants to do the actual work. Nobody wants to make the real connections. Nobody wants to take time out of their actual schedule. They want to say something crazy, get the likes and retweets, tag X wrestler in it and blow up off that. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I really do appreciate you telling me that, but the whole thing about me is I'm not, I'm no way looking for that. Not that type of attention anyway, because it's, and not to cut you off, but that's my bigger point. I'm not suggesting that that you want what they want. What I'm saying is when they see somebody enjoying themselves and getting good feedback, that's when they want to jump in and capitalize off that. Ah, Like, whereas Twitter and, and Instagram in a lot of cases is one big clout chase. People who don't use the term clout chase do it the damn most. Because these wrestling accounts and and pods and it is like 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 really Jeff, it is people who would never talk to you while on the street but got everything to say. And if they can convince whatever their audience is that everybody else is being worked, if they have to make you look like less to make themselves look like more, they will jump at it. So even if y'all aren't running the same race, they'll try to throw your ass on that track and dust you. And that, you know, that's interesting because I all I think I was talking to Shahid Shahid one time and I was just like, you know, I'm not sure that I want this to be a specifically wrestling channel because it's just like I see everybody, you know, talking about wrestling. We all can talk about wrestling, but it's a few who can really like you guys at the torch and uh, other few people that I listen to. They talk about wrestling. You're actually talking about the inner workings and talking about well, this can be better or that can be better. You're not crying about who lost a match and blase this and blase that because we all know, uh, as adults, we all know, hey, it's a job. You know, these guys in WWE, wherever, are getting paid and whatever, whatever, and stuff like that. So I, I just always felt like I'll do wrestling here and there, hit some things that, like, I really wanted to talk about my WrestleMania weekend. I felt like that was cool for me to talk about that. I really wanted to talk about the Sasha Banks thing because that was just – madness that whole two weeks of how the stories were coming out and 
you know, I'm kind of falling back off wrestling now because it's just like I'm going to let the guys who do it better than me talk about it, and when I have something to say, I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, I almost quit the East Coast cast 15 minutes before every show. Um, <laughs> and it's because, you know, I... The thing with being... And, and when I say being a creative, I'm not calling myself a creative, but I don't know how else to to term this. But the, the thing about it is... Um, I think that you can be a successful podcaster and not be a creative. Like, I think you can find a thing that you're good at and focus on that thing and that thing get really good and you be able to build from there. Um, and, And so I think that like Travis does not have the need to do things outside of the East Coast cast. And granted, Trav will do a uh, pay-per-view post-show and go on there and deliver great content. Like, 100%, he'll do that. But to me, getting on the phone, having a very similar conversation every week, 52 weeks a year, to me, that can be stifling. Um, and, and so that's why South Congress is a great, great outlet for me because things have to happen in the actual world for me to reflect on that. And I'm able to go back and revisit all the things that happened to me and my buddy from high school on and these crazy stories that we have. And I'm able to sit down, you know, start a Google sheet and look at eight topics and break those down and have time to prep for it. Whereas, you know, our show that covers wrestling is only as good as the wrestling, you know, like when I read these iTunes reviews, Jeff, and I see stuff like, well, the torch is always so negative about wrestling. And I'm like, well, are we being negative about wrestling or, is there empirical evidence to say what's happening is not very good? You know, and I don't find myself when I go back and listen to things, which I rarely do, but when people tell me about the things I've said, it's very rarely negative, you know? And, and when there's criticism of a Wade Keller, like some of it, I understand. Um, he can be meticulous about it, but it's, it's bad. Cause like how he feels about a Stephanie McMahon is how I feel. And so, like, yeah, I know he's doing too much, but he's not wrong. <laughs> but, like, when he talks about the tweaks necessary for Roman Reigns, like, I, I get that. But when I imagine somebody like him who makes his bread and butter off of the wrestling business, when the wrestling business is bad, like, it's going to weigh on you how you have the conversation. Yeah. And so, just like you're saying, like, I want to talk about wrestling, but you want to talk about a specific moment in wrestling and build on that story. Um, so that, that's why when I'm talking about, you know, with Travis, the top five things of the week in wrestling and then getting caller feedback on that, that's great. But I have to have more. Like I have to open up this computer and make a video and make a t-shirt and, you know, start a brand new podcast about children's books. Like I have to do that. Cause if I don't, um, 
I'll explode. So, like, there's, just, there's too much going on in the world for me personally to be pigeonholed. And I think that you um, listening to guys do exactly that for the longest period of time. And, and granted, I'm not talking about the, the, the myriad of podcasts you listen to outside of our circle. But I feel like you can look at that and be like, look, I got to do more. I can't just do one thing. Like, this has to be me, not me trying to fit into a box, but it has to be me. And then sometimes, you know, if I got to open up the box, I will. Yeah. And, and, and you hit it right on the head because I'm more than just watching wrestling. Like, it's been plenty of nights I've just been like, you know what? I'll watch this tomorrow. Or, I'll, you know, I don't, it's just, oof. It's like you said, it, when the wrestling's not good, it's nothing there that's getting me, you know, excited to sit there and say, well, I need to talk about this. Well, I could sit there and talk about New Japan, but how many people are going to listen to that seriously? Yeah, it'll be a few people, you know, out that group that probably listens to my shows. Like I'm averaging around like 40, 40 people on uh, SoundCloud. So it's like, OK, 40 people might listen to it on SoundCloud. Who knows how many people might be listening on iTunes. But is that really gonna fulfill me like you know in the end like i can watch like i can watch a lot of new japan or wwe or ring of honor but then talking about it after this guy talked about it that guy talked about it and i'm coming in at the tail end maybe of all that talk and it's just like you know i was just talking to talk i'd rather talk about okay we got aew coming and they're having a tv deal then that's something that's exciting. If the, you know, if it actually happens and whatever happens, then I'll talk about something like that because that's something that I feel like is going to help the business and hopefully help the business and make things better for all the guys and girls. But yeah, I just wrestling will be talked about whenever I I really really feel like something that you know it needs to be said from me anyway. Yeah, it, it's it's like Jeff. I have not had an extended conversation about Endgame. And the biggest reason is everybody's talking about Endgame. And it's weird for a podcaster to talk about what they're not talking about because it's the big news. But, like, I look at Deep Palm and Chris. It's it's for them to talk about. So good. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're, <laughs> they're perfect at what they do. It's for them. Like, it's for a rich fan who didn't jump out of comics in 2008 like I did because it was too expensive to keep up with comics and live on my own. You know what I mean? Like, better people are, are there to do that. And so, like, when I was doing, um, when I was doing You, Me, and Wrestling, like, I realized I had 40 different, 40 totally different people who had filled out this questionnaire um, to talk about you know, their favorite wrestlers from this time, who they related to, big moments and stuff like that. And I sat back, Jeff, and I looked and I was like, you know what? I don't like this. Like, I, I don't um, because for that to be a weekly show, it's me repeating the same questions to different people, granted. But I looked over that thing. You know how many of those people said that? Their favorite time was the Ruthless Aggression Era. How many people of those times said that their favorite time was the Monday Night War Era? Because everybody but you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And there's one, Jeff, and, and I haven't got to tell this story on any other podcast. And 
I have one Yumian wrestling mm-hmm. that was going, and I had told Wade, and it was going to bring me back to doing it because I, I had found my mojo again. And it was a guy who was talking about Evolve from 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great show. It went about a half hour, and I didn't hit record on Skype. Damn it. And it, from there, it was like, you know what? Mm-mm, I got to do something else. And do you know who that guy was, Jeff? Who? Stokely Hathaway. Damn it, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, another reason Another reason to hate me. And, and, you know, he and I are the closest thing I'd consider an internet friend right now. You know, he got, yeah. um, he got a little mad at me like two nights ago. And it was, it was completely unintentional. Uh, but I got to remember, like, my man works for WWE now. And so I have to, you know, there's things you can say and things you can't say. Yeah. And and I want the best for him. So I, I understand that like, there has to be, um, you know, kind of that barrier. But, yeah, man, that was the one. Like, if I never did another one, I would have loved people to hear that because he is just the nicest, most humble, most thoughtful guy. And I, I want the best for him. But, yeah, it was that was the sign, Jeff that oh, man. I need to like like for me things need to be done in house they need to be done on location and I have to uh you know measure twice cut once because I reach for the I reach for the stars and forget the ladder <laughs> and I end up stuck so yeah so that's that's one that that for the history books that hopefully um, if, if, if things change in the future, we can get that back and kind of rerun that one again. But yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, man. Cause he is so good. He is so, he is so good at what he does. And yeah. I would love to hear him talk about evolve around that time. Um, so this is one thing that was, I wanted to talk about as well too. How do you handle? Well, I guess we kind of already talked about it, but, the community, the podcast community is, you know, uh-huh. that that the family of guys that you may, you know, pick their brain and say, hey, whatever, what, you know, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? How how has that been for you? So it, it's kind of a it's kind of a step by step thing. Um, I'm I'm lucky enough to have come up in like a military family. And, and what's good about that is wherever you live it's 15 different types of people you're around like your classroom regardless of the city you live in is always going to be like a real melting pot of people um you spend a lot of time on base it's it's somebody from every color from every state and so my circle of friends is a lot like that typically anything that i make or design or acting or anything like that it's always ran through um, Savage Life and it's always ran through the Constellation and what I mean is Savage Life is comprised of a bunch of my buddies I grew up with in San Antonio um, who are going to be honest with me um, and same thing with the ECC um, so my favorite album is Reasonable Doubt and the best thing Jay-Z said for me, not in that album, but about that album was I wasn't looking to become world famous. I wanted to make something cool for my friends. And so whenever I'm 
doing a podcast, um, if I'm if I'm writing something, if I'm designing something, do they think it's cool is always the first thing, you know, because we have the same sensibilities. Um, so typically, if it gets through them, I know I have something that's going to work for a larger audience, right? Mm-hmm. So from there, it's like I don't run designed by wade keller because wade keller is a guy from minnesota in his 50s you know what i mean like he's he's not going to do that now when i have an idea for something i want to do for the instagram that's when it'll go through him like i do compartmentalize the things that i make for who the audience is um like d palm is when i started the goose down Deep Palm is one of the first people who caught a DM because even though he gives me like the hardest time, we are so very similar. He's just better at everything that we both like. But, you know, I gave that to him and he was like, yo, like I, you really have something with this. And so it, it's really my immediate group of friends first. And then the next thing that I do, who, who isn't, going to maybe not be brutally honest with me but who fits this larger audience that i'm reaching out to like who can be the gatekeeper for this thing that i'm making like those kyokin premium shirts Mm -hmm. never would have taken off if d palm didn't like them i genuinely believe that because they fit his sensibilities anime and beer but when it's anime and beer but it's also the black guy with great insight who also likes the things that you do, that's when it takes off. And so like for me, it's really that two-step process. It's my small group of friends first, and then the next person who will see something or get an idea bounced off of them is the person with probably some reach who I think has similar sensibilities. Um, As far as locally, like when it comes to podcasting, we we took a real leap, Jeff, when we did the uh, the Joe Anderson Jr. show because I feel like I'm very upfront about my support for the uh, LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I'm very upfront about it because to me there are so many so many parallels between what they go through and civil rights movement. And I think that to to lessen their struggle and to make it seem like it's not a struggle is in a lot of ways doing similar things that happened to people like us before we were born. Um, but still, I, I do think that like when I go back and look at our episodes and I told uh, Peanut this, can I cuss on your show, Jeff? You sure can. Okay. I told Peanut, I was like, dog, we're on some nigga shit. Like, I, I know this. When, when, when you and I get together... Regardless of how good our attentions are, like some nigga shit is going to jump off. It's just going to be like that. So I think when we did the Joe Anderson Jr. show, I really and then granted, Peanut didn't push for the show, but he pushed for us to go to his live performance and then be able to reflect off that. He made something that I thought was a good idea into a a, a real showing of support for somebody I claim to support. You know, so I think. That 
was kind of our way locally of saying, you know, this is not just a podcast about what's cool or what's hip or, or what our ideas are. We support people in this local community. And immediately from that, Jeff, there were people who I may have known or didn't know who were reaching out. Hey, I want you to come film at our club. Hey, I have an idea for a show. I want to run it by you. Do you think this is something we can produce? Like that changed a lot. And so what I'd say when you get to a point where the shows become easy, find something that people don't know about you or an idea that people don't know you have or a cause people don't know you support find a way to push that even if it's for one week even if it's one special episode and you'll see that people with similar beliefs are going to reach out to you and like all of a sudden like i have two and three new shows that we're working on making that i don't have to do the work on they're going to bring in viewers and listeners who had never heard of me so the risk jeff is being comfortable in your skin and then showing something that people didn't know you had and that endears you to not just your community but a community you didn't know you had yeah that that is some sound advice and i'm surely gonna get my brain around that and work, you know, work around that because that, that, that sounds like something that, you know, you should do if you got a podcast and once you get to a certain point, I think those are things that you should do. You know, if you're taking your podcast to a certain level, I should say, if you know, taking it serious and you getting it out to other ears and stuff like that, you should do because um, I guess the only two people I've ever like really, really reached out to so far as you and Shahid. And I reached out to you, you know, just with the initial podcast. And I just recently uh, talked to Shahid about doing a, a show, a series on here, you know, starting in June. And I was just like, you know, so this is getting kind of easier because I'm not one to ask for a lot of help, mm-hmm. and but I'm easily to get frustrated. So, <laughs> like my wife said, you know, put your pride aside and ask for help when you need help. But like I tell her, you know, well, I don't want to bother Cam because he already did this for me. He already got me to this certain point, and I know he's doing A, B, C, and D, and maybe be trying to, and maybe trying to get F because <laughs> I know you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. So I, I always try to avoid asking you, even when it was like I, even when I my show was starting, I was like, I'm going to have Cam on first. It didn't work out. So I was just like, you know, I'll wait because I just know, you you know, school will start. Yeah. And everything was happening. And what was important to me, like it was when, when we were in New York, it was important for for me to meet up with you because like one thing I know about me is funny. We had a conversation yesterday, like in the group chat and they were like, we got a younger guy in there who like FaceTimes his girlfriend and we tell him he's weird for FaceTime and his girlfriend. And by extension, we tell him he's weird for talking on the phone. And he's like, y'all don't talk on the phone? I'm like, no. Like, I, don't. I talk to my mother on the phone, and I talk to Faye if she needs something. But I prefer not to talk on the phone. And he was like, Cam, you've literally 
uh, screened my phone call and then texted me. We've had a long conversation immediately after. I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll absolutely do that. And so like a situation with me and you now, you got to tell me what happened first. Was it because one time you sent me a link to something and I don't think I responded to it. And then we had another conversation after that. And and my thing was like, I and granted, Jeff, this is not me saying I'm too busy for you. But like if we traded phones for a day, I think you'd be surprised at just how many different things come through that and different ideas and people wanting to do stuff. So it's never no. a thing where like I'm trying to ignore. No, no, it's no, no. Thing- I know exactly what it is now. I was at Comic Con and I saw that I saw that uh I saw a comic book. I know you always talk about it. It was something that, oh, it was a bishop comic. I think it was like yep. the first bishop. And I said, Oh, a camera probably wanted this. I don't know if he has it, but you know, and you never get responded. So I was like, ah, maybe he's busy or whatever. And then I think you mm-hmm. got I think you got with me like later and was just like, Oh, a lot was going on or whatever. But I you know, it wasn't a big yeah. deal to me because it was just like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah, and so what I wanted to do, like the fact that we got to go like to a restaurant and sit down and really chop it up. And like, I got to really like get out frustrations that I hadn't told anybody, but you being somebody who who could, everything I was talking about, you heard as far as like the shows or seeing tweets or like, you knew it's like the guy who's the 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 key grip on a movie telling you all the issues he had with the movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you saw the movie, but you're like, oh, okay. Like now I'm kind of seeing this from a different perspective. So to me, like that's me saying, Jeff, here's what I deal with in the process. And now that I've told you what I deal with in the process, I hope you understand that this is me saying that we are not acquaintances at this point. Like, we're not dap it up and go our separate ways. Like, this is me telling you, like, my life is is at a point where I want to build. It's not building. And by us having this conversation, we're real deal friends now because, like, you're going to experience this thing with me because I'm comfortable telling you about it. And so, like... That was my way of saying now, whatever you ask me for going forward, if I can do it, I'm going to do it because you had to you had to go through my frustrations. So I know you're going to have frustrations. So whatever I can do to ease those, like I'm going to do like the day after WrestleMania, Jeff, I laid in my bed and cried and it wasn't crying from sadness. It was crying from creative exhaustion. I was done. Like, I just, I didn't have any more to give. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I realized that me being like that, that's after Travis gave me his time on a Friday night. That's after Bruce asked me to host the show. That's after Manny asked me to be on his show. That's after Peanut and I did a show. And so when I think about how tired I was, and remember there were people going through that with me, like me ever getting to be a bridge for you, like that's nothing. Like if, if I have the time to do it, I'm gonna do it. It, it and, and it's like I, I think I sent it, I sent a message to you. I totally understand what you mean. As far as being and I'm just doing podcasts and just trying to come up with show ideas, writing out your ideas, 
so that you know you're clear when you're talking and everything makes sense and then doing that week to week to week mm-hmm. it's kind of a process and i can understand you know and especially now i'm working 40 plus hours so then you got that on top of that and then i'm looking over people so it's not like i'm just working 40 hours and nothing no i'm working 40 hours and then gotta watch six or seven people in the morning and i'm like oh come on man you know like it's hard but isn't you no know, it's great that's the one thing i can say I love doing this now to the point of I look forward to on usually Sunday evenings, you know, getting behind the microphone and just talking because it's it's like a it's like an open diary. Uh, you know, just me talking. Here we go. This is what's going on today or this week or whatever I want to talk about. And it feels good. And after it's over with, you know, I get it out there. Then, you know, it's on to the next week. And then, you know, early Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, around Thursday, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to talk about. And then, you know, you go, you know, go through that whole cycle. But I can imagine what you go through because it's you have work in other podcasts and your own podcast and yeah. people asking you to be on podcast. And it's just a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking and sometimes repetitive. And that's the one good thing about South Congress. I usually don't hear the same thing that I would hear Wednesday night or when you're on somebody else's show. Yeah, um, I'm I'm blessed to have um, an amazing best friend who, um, and, and again, like, like Travis and I are so different. If you listen to the last few fan by fans, it's Travis starting to get into like the trap era rap music, right? Like something that I, I was literally a part of like since its inception and on. And so Travis and I, we're always trying to find somewhere to meet in the middle as far as pop culture went. And like, he got mad at, uh, at me and, uh, Shahid a couple of days ago because he presented, um, I'm not gonna bust my man out, but he presented this idea about the future of the MCU. And I was like, what in the fuck are you talking about? And because the thing is, Travis hasn't seen all the MCU movies because he's honorary and he does stuff when he wants to do it. And so like Travis saw it, Black Panther and Infinity War and Endgame before he saw the majority of the MCU. And so we give him a hard time about that. And so a lot of that was like I I liked the shows that we did together, but I think I was trying to force something that wasn't naturally there because we don't absorb the same material. You know, like wrestling and then associating pieces of pop culture and history with that that's our medium you know uh but with peanut like again every bad thing that i've done in life since i was about 16 peanut knows about it or he was holding the camera who knows but (laughs) there's a different rapport you know and and so we're always going to have a fresh conversation um so again like i who has who has a peanut, right? Nobody. But um, like you have a Shahid who, again, you guys were definitely uh, exchanging each other's Twitter accounts and tweeting for each other for a good three years. I'm convinced. <laughs> but um, one thing about him, like he is a shirt off his back type guy. Absolutely. Like anything he can do to help you, he's going to do that. Yeah. And so. Um, like, like it's great that you reached out to him early because like, you caught him at, at an interesting time, Jeff, because 
um, even though like he's a couple of years older than me, Steve, and and Trav, um, we've watched him mature and seen some of his views on on things change. Like like how he feels about wrestling today is way different than he felt about wrestling two years ago. How he feels about movies today is way different than he felt about movies four years. I think that's just having a new group of friends and, and absorbing information differently. Um, and, and so, like, I think it's, and, you know, he does the We Watch stuff, too, with, with Jeremy, but, and, and I love Jeremy, I think Jeremy's a great guy, but you and Shahid are going to have a different conversation than him and Jeremy because you're going to have a lot of things in common about not just what you look at, but the way you absorb information. You know, yeah. and yeah, and I'm not I'm not watching Ancient Aliens with, with with Travis. That's his that's his wave. That's for him to incorporate it. So so yeah, it was um, that's another big part. Like I, I don't know if you'll ever actually bring in a second, but you do go through frustrating periods with the people you collaborate with. Um, and I eventually had to accept, like. It wasn't one guy's fault. Like a lot of it was me trying to force a guy to be interested in things he wasn't interested in. And so um, make sure that one, you're always talking about something that you want to talk about. But I think you've done a good job about it so far. Like you, you slick devil, you, you told me I just want to talk about podcasting and you knew you chose the right guy because you knew I could talk for an hour and a half about all the great things that I do. <laughs> hey, I, I, listen, I'm just letting you talk and, and I'm just letting the conversation happen. But, you know, you saying that I've I've I think I've come to grips with I don't think I'm going to have like a second person. I'd rather do it the way I'm doing it right now, because it's a little easier. Like the show me and Shahid doing it should be about a nine week show now. One movie for nine weeks. That's easy. You know, it's nothing like, well, well, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? It's something that we both enjoy uh, and we can run through it in nine weeks. And then, you know, maybe later on in the year, we'll find something else or another movie or whatever it may be and do it. I just think in this, you know, this is first year me doing it. I just think it's just best for me to keep it this way, because I remember you, you sent me a, you sent me somebody's Twitter. And I, I know why you sent it. It was like a couple of like maybe in January or February. And I guess you were saying maybe this would be a good guy, you know, to. And I just looked at the guy and I just I just watched his tweets and stuff. like. And I was like, oh, no, Cam made okay. a mistake. <laughs> Cam, he made he terribly made a mistake. <laughs> so I was just like, nah, because, you know, I don't. If it was me and you starting a you know, podcast, I think I would feel more comfortable or me and Shahid or me and Rich just because we have a rapport. With you know one another, and I you know like I know how Rich is, and I know how Shahid is. I know how you are going the extra mile, like just hopping on Twitter and somebody saying, "Hey, let's do a show together." I just need to fall back and you know let me understand you. Let us understand each other. Let's see where this goes because you know I just didn't just say, "Oh, Cam, let me be on you, me, and wrestling." Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, maybe some other people did that, but we actually had a rapport on Twitter before anything. I tell you what, I I didn't get mad, but I um I took notes 
Jeff, about who didn't, who I never got feedback from, from East Coast cast, from Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show, from Twitter. I, I noticed who I've never interacted with, who knew who I was, who hit me with an email talking about why they'd be a good guest on You, Me, and Wrestling. Uh, people are going to try to take. They are. Um, and and it's, it's natural that people do that. Um, what I would say, not, uh, you know, treat everybody with respect. Like, nobody has to tell you that. Oh, but nice. I would say when you get feedback, Try to interact and not just say thank you, but pick people's brains on why they feel a way about something you did. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, there's going to be a dickhead in the group that you don't want to interact with any further. I got quite a few people blocked and muted. Um, and sometimes they realize they're muted and then tweet directly at you and it's funny um but yeah people are going to want things from you um so i think you've done a very good job of picking your spot so far i think you know who you can trust early yeah. on yeah um who, who isn't going to try to screw you over who isn't trying to take from you like who isn't who isn't trying to jump on your track and then not let you do a feature you know how that goes yeah um so yeah i, I think you know, I Jade is great. Um, Rich is fantastic, and so just just those two alone, like going through them, is is a great way to start. Uh, but you know, try to endear yourself to one or two people you don't know. That guy I sent you, whoever that was. Um, yeah, my bad. But uh, yeah, I, I, won't, I won't make that mistake again. I'll vet him a bit more going forward. Yeah, I I <laughs> I, I, I have interacted with two maybe three and i think you know i'm going to try out a show with them but i'm not going to rush into it i still like you know to have that interaction because i don't want us to get on the air and it's silence or it's pauses or i want everything to be you know a flow i don't want to be uh uh or dead air because that'll be the worst and i'll just be up being like you know what no let's stop the show let's try this again another time or something like that so you know i totally understand that but i i also do know that people are um people are gonna be people i'll just be nice and say it that way um yeah. and the last thing and then i'll let you go because i really did go over the time that i said if you could talk about some of your joys as far as where you are now as far yeah, as podcasting yeah. so um the immediate one i'm glad that you know a large wrestling platform has voices of color now like not to disparage any man or woman of color who has worked for a pro wrestling outlet before but you know the um the torch is no matter how you slice it you know it's a top five wrestling news source 
right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, like Wade will send me a DM with somebody thanking him for having voices of color and that being one of the catalysts for them getting back into wrestling, like that's huge. Like that makes me feel like a million bucks. Um, you know, when I wrote the uh, the piece on Kofi Kingston uh, prior to WrestleMania, people who follow me on Twitter who had no idea that, like, because it's it's funny. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people never read your Twitter bio. People who had no idea that I was like torch affiliated read that and were blown away. And I was just like, the fact that. I get to do this in in a period of time where people of color are looking for those voices and I get to be one of them is it's amazing. Um, you know, I have a buddy who, and I can't give out too much information, but I have a buddy who works for Homeland security and they were going on a trip one time to uh, I think they were going to like Colorado or something to go meet with Obama, right? Mm-hmm. And he's rearranging his bag and he pulls out his uh, his phone and they're kind of all in an open space and so he starts to play one of the shows and his supervisor looks at him, Jeff, and I kid you not, says, "Is that the South Congress podcast?" <laughs> oh wow! Says, he says, "What?" He was like, "No, yeah." Um, I, I try to keep up with like what's going on because like my son is really into like pop culture and hip hop and this is one of the shows he listens to. And I was like, Oh God, like people can recognize my voice. Like this is crazy. Um, you know, that, that's kind of the biggest thing. Um, the fact that we have like an international reach, like we have, <laughs> We have one of the most popular podcasts in Pakistan. That's a weird thing to say, but like SoundCloud says we're popping over there. So mm-hmm. I think just the, the thing that I really appreciate is that nobody's asked me to be anybody but me. You know, any criticism that we've had has been from a technical standpoint. And those are things that cheap ass cam finally broke down and fixed um so i'm happy that people let somebody like me into their drive to work or into their living rooms and genuinely are interested in how i feel about the things that they care about um making somebody's day easier and go by faster and making them think about something in a way that they haven't is a big deal to me. Uh, but being able to, you know, we all go at some point, Jeff. And the fact that I can look back and there is hours and hours and hours of creative process fully realized that I was able to produce, um, it's everything to me. Um, I'm a part of the conversation and that's really all I ever wanted. And, you know, sometimes some popularity comes with it. Um, every once in a while, a check comes with it. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, yeah, I, I get to, 
exist in this space, have a voice in this space, and be considered a voice to seek out in this space. That's that's the big thing for me. That's awesome. And for me, I'm just happy to be doing it finally. Just finally talking behind this microphone right now. Um, from the responses that I have gotten, it's been awesome. You know, people are actually listening to me. It was something that I thought, you know, no, ain't nobody gonna really listen to me. You know, I have two or three. My wife will listen to me, and you know, did. <laughs> but you know, people are actually listening to me, and it it feels good. And you know, I hope I can keep it up. I hope you know the ears keep listening to me, and I hope you know, it's just. I hope I get better at it. That's just one thing. I don't want to stay the same and I don't want to be uh, complacent in, in, you know, in this. Oh, I'll just do this, this, this because I'm used to it. If I'm doing something, I want to get better. And that's just the that's just the thing right now for me. Just just in year one anyway, especially just to get better. I'm happy for um, the people I've met, you know, so far through doing this from Twitter came, you know, podcasting. To podcast and become, you know, a couple of friends out of it that I can genuinely say, you know, they're, you know, they're cool, you know, and they're my friends. Like, that's what's up. So it's just been dope right now. It's just been a dope experience. It's been a frustrating experience, but it's been hella dope too. Jeff, we went to uh we went to WrestleMania in Dallas. Me, uh, Steve, Shahid, Travis, Dre. Um, and we went to one of Steve's buddies, uh, tailgates, which was fantastic. And I actually like have friends to this day from that tailgate. And somebody said something in that tailgate. Um, and somebody said, everybody has a podcast and that stuck with me to this day. And, you know, I, I was one of those kids who tailored the high school beginning of college, like, that's when everybody had pro tools and everybody had audacity and everybody had access to a microphone in the closet. So everybody was a rapper. Right. And it was because everybody could do it. And very few people were actually good at it, but it was so oversaturated that, you know, you had to really seek stuff out. Like I don't tell people this all the time, but like I had a distribution deal on the table at one point, <laughs> like, I guess I was okay. Um, but you know, everybody does have a podcast, Jeff. So damn it, be good at it. That's if it. that means, and it doesn't mean like every time you want to hit the button, hit the button and put something out there, even though I do think that you have to stay in practice, but just be good at it. Make something that you want to hear. And if it's something you want to hear, people like you will want to hear it too. Hey, that, that, that's the best advice. That's the best advice for the night right there. Um, yeah, I'm just going to close it out because again, I've got you, I have the longest show right now with you on it. It used to be Steve. You knock Steve show out the, the water. Yeah. Steve's terrible. Oh, I love Steve. <laughs> Steve's great. Oh, he was awesome on my show. Uh, and, and Steve is just an example of that thing where like, I, I have this idea that people aren't really doing and I think this will work. And then songs with friends is like this huge thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really like, is. It yeah. really is. I was just like, why did I never think of something like this? This is just like great. 
it's a thing because yeah, I'm mean, well one I, th- I think you got to be a white guy in a group of black guys all day that just talk about random black stuff and I think that helps you come up with good ideas now, and I'm certainly not saying he took that idea from any of us I just think it helps with the creative process but yeah I, I mean Steve found a thing that he thought was an interesting conversation and it took off and and so yeah it's just once you find your voice um keep singing you know just just keep singing and and the audience will be there because you know i know your sensibilities if it's something that you like it's something we're gonna like yeah and i'm really i'm really tight at you too because the goose down was a great idea too i was like damn it why didn't i think of that yeah and and Really quick, I know you're trying to close up. Let me just kind of express like what that is. So I spend and we we, we talked about this early, but like I have this great best friend who is always available to do shows except when he's not. And so I had to accept the idea that, well, you know, there are going to be times when I have to produce his content. There's not always going to be a co-host. And I... I randomly on Twitter did one of my threads where I gave a quick synopsis of what I remembered from the first 50 editions of Goosebumps. And it was just a thing where I was like, well, what if I just actually reviewed them and sat down and talked for 20 minutes about who I was when these books came out, what my what my thought process was then, what they're talking about now as adults. And apparently, my female listeners say I turn on my sexy voice when I do the Goosebumps. Down. So it's also a good thing. It's a chance to, to stretch those acting chops a little bit. But yeah, it's just like Jeff, we we being me and you and the Steves and the Shahids and the Travis Bryants and the Rich fans, we have these obscure interests that we always talk about that our friends like. And if our friends like it, everybody's gonna like it. So now once a week, I'm reading, I'm rereading a hundred and twenty page book and then talk about how it makes me feel about my stepfather <laughs> that's that's the whole crux of the thing i talked about how um on this week's episode covering uh stay out of the basement i talked about how i used to sneak into the computer room and open his special edition comics and never get caught for it except when i did and i'd be grounded and then i'd have to read uh great illustrated classics versions of dr jekyll and mr hyde boy my life is sad awesome idea <laughs> I, I it's just it was just, I, I, you just don't know once you had sent the link i was like oh let me listen to this and i was like wait a minute i remember those books like i didn't read all of them but some of them like i just you know remember and i'm just like this is an awesome idea now you're gonna have me going back reading goosebumps books people, just to yeah, just people to, have sent me their receipts from amazon buying the books again to follow along with the show like i finally have a show that my mother likes and that's a huge deal to me. Yeah, that's all. Because she doesn't like hearing about these hoes, apparently. Well, sometimes you got to talk about these. Well, never mind. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Jeff versus the world. Uh, we will be signing out right now. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Twitter at Jeff versus the world, and you can check out the Jeff versus the world Facebook page. Uh, Cam, if you want to hit up your uh, Twitter again, just for the people. Absolutely. Um, it's Seahawk. It's C E E H A W K on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, really, that's the key places to go to find all the information. Um, and let me just say, Jeff, before you sign off, that at anybody looking to 
do anything creatively, whether it's draw something, whether it's write something, whether it's do a podcast, shoot a pilot. The work matters and the work is important. So do the work. Hey, you heard it there. So we signing off. Peace.